This week's episode of Degrassi was the beginning of a highly anticipated storyline involving Katie experimenting with prescription drugs. We also got to see how Jenna is doing since giving up Tyson for adoption, and we got the first scenes with Tristan and his brother, Owen, which everybody was really excited for. So we'll of course be discussing all of that on the podcast this week, and we're also going to give our thoughts on the new Powerplay Degrassi minis that have been coming out. Um, as well, Chrissy is back with us once again, so welcome back on the podcast, Chrissy. <laughs> and um, so how has everybody been this week, first of all? I've uh, been good. I feel like it's been a short week. I feel like we just recorded yesterday. Yeah, I um, know, pretty much. <laughs> but um, yeah, going so good so far. Yeah, definitely good. It's been a fast week and uh, lots of stuff has kind of happened, but I'm kind of glad that the week is over. <laughs> it's been a crazy week, but I'm glad the week is over too. <laughs> Everybody's glad the week is yeah, over. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I know, I had a full five-day work week, which wow. was the first five-day week I've worked for like a month, so oh, God. that kind of sucked, but you know, it was all right. And then, <laughs> and then yesterday, like... 300 pictures of Darren Chris naked came out, so... Oh, gosh. That destroyed my life. Are you serious? (laughs) Yes. Yeah, because I sent me a link. Yes! I'm just just gonna... I am. I will, okay? After we finish the podcast, we should talk about Degrassi first, okay? Okay, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, so I'm a little tired right now. If you're wondering if I don't make sense, that's why. (laughs) (laughs) So, so Chrissy, um, since you weren't on the podcast last week, I wanted to know what you thought of the premiere... I actually loved it. Um, you know, I, it took a minute to take a step back and realize that it wasn't really a premiere. It's a mid-season episode. But with that huge hiatus, it obviously felt like it should have a, a higher build-up. But once I took a step back, I really enjoyed the episode. I definitely was not happy about the six straight uh, Claire Jake plots. But I felt like this one was actually really strong. And not just because they broke up and I don't like them. I really just, I thought that they played it well. I love that it was from Jake's point of view and not Claire's. You know, they hardly do that. And it was great. I thought Justin Kelly, great facial expressions. And it was a really mature moment, even though everyone else was saying Claire seemed very immature. But with Jake, and Claire, I felt it was very realistic to their characters because obviously with Claire, she's defined herself by her religion and with changing it, or changing how she feels about it, it's naturally progressing on how she feels about sex because even though she still says she's ready for it, she's still trying to, in her head, justify it being with the right person that she's going to spend the rest of her life with even if she is so young. So I thought it was good and I loved Fiona and Imogen I know not everybody does, but I liked them before we even really met Imogen. I was like, oh, she'd be really cute with Annie Clark, you know, before we even really knew who she was. So I've been on that one before we even met Imogen. And then, obviously, the Niners are really cute. But I do feel old watching them, too. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) We were talking about that a lot last week. (laughs) Yeah, I, I definitely agree. It's it's definitely interesting watching this new class and realizing how long they're going to be there and how long it's been since, you know, our original first class. So. But I like them all so Yeah, far. it's crazy. <laughs> it is very weird to think about that. 
Um, okay, so let's start talking about the, this week's episode then and just get right into it, I guess. Um, obviously, the main plot was the storyline about Katie. Um, and so what were your kind of general thoughts about this storyline? You know, from someone who, like, really didn't like Katie last week, um, I kind of, this you can kind of understand where she's coming from. Um, Katie's storyline, I I, I actually really liked it. Um, you know, it shows a very common tale of really driven high school teenage girls and the lengths that they'll go to get to their goals, um, which in this case is obviously somewhat scary. Um, it was good overall. I really enjoyed it. Um, I totally wasn't expecting her mom to have multiple sclerosis. Uh, it was a total, total surprise to me, unless it's been mentioned and I have totally missed it. But, no, uh, yeah, it it, but yeah, no, it was totally kind of, I mean, I got it because it's kind of, you kind of get where Katie's coming from. Like, you know, her mom was in that kind of situation when she was younger and she didn't really have a chance. So Katie needs to kind of come in and step up and, um, you know, be that sports person or whatever and get all of her goals all accomplished and achieved. I love the Katie plot. Uh, the MS thing definitely made a lot of sense with how Katie reacts. That whole type A personality wanting to control everything. I love the little thing where she was so stressed out about the future and not sure if that's something that's genetic even though there's been studies. And I loved how she kind of freaked out on Drew about it. It completely fits her personality and I actually really like Katie as a lead. I remember when the character description for Katie first came out last year, and everybody was so excited to see this, like, jock girl character on Degrassi who isn't a cheerleader, because so often all the girls on Degrassi are either, like, cheerleaders or not really into sports, and, um, but it was kind of, in the first half of season 11, she didn't really get any storylines about, um, about soccer in, at all. And um, so I was really excited to see this episode just to kind of focus on that aspect of her. And I think that there are so many girls like Katie. Like when I was younger, um, my best friend was totally like tape type A jock girl character, exactly like Katie. Um, and Chloe even actually looks like my friend. So it was kind <laughs> of weird. Um, but yeah, I, I, I really love Katie and she's a great character and, and someone who I don't think Degrassi's ever really had. So, I mean, I, I enjoyed that for sure. Um, what did you guys think about the whole pre prescription drug aspect of the storyline that kind of started at the end? You know, we definitely, just because we were all spoiled by promos and stuff like that, you know, it, it wasn't a shock for me that that came up. But, um, uh, I mean, have we ever, has Degrassi ever tackled a prescription drug storyline before? No, right? No. Um, no. What about, well, JT... And I guess Ashley. Was, like, selling them. <laughs> yeah. Five. Selling yeah. them and then overdosing on them. Oh, yeah, but yeah. he wasn't really, like, dependent on them, right? No, so, no. So, I mean, this is definitely a new step, and I definitely think it's a lot more common now than it ever has been. Um, so, you know, kudos on the, the, the relevancy of it, because um, I definitely think it's something that goes on a lot that just doesn't get really publicized a lot. I really liked the prescription drug storyline. I felt like it was more of a true Degrassi episode. I love that the A-plot had nothing to do with romance. And I like how 
and nowhere to run, they set up a knee injury. You know, you knew something about Katie's knee was already going on. So you had that little bit of foreshadowing. And I think that with what we've seen from Katie and what we've been told about her backstory, it definitely fits with her personality. And prescription drug abuse is very common, especially in athletes, because you do get that, you know, play through the pain mentality. And I think it was awesome. I, I love how slowly there was the buildup, and then she just went for it and totally had this, like, mischievous look when she did it. But it was a great setup for the second episode. Yeah, we're going to have to see um, what happens in the second episode because um, I think that that will really affect my opinion on the storyline. Right now, it like I find it hard to believe that she's addicted. You know, it just it. And I hope that this isn't one of those addiction storylines that gets wrapped up in two episodes, even though I have a very strong suspicion that that's what will happen. Um, but because like it once again, I mean, people say this every time Degrassi says an, an addiction storyline, but addiction is something very long-term and something that people struggle with their entire lives. It's not something that happens over the course of a week, right? Mm-hmm. And um, so I guess... Peter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I guess, you know, for me, the episode wasn't really, like, about a, an addiction to prescription drugs. It seemed like it was more about Katie having this plan for herself and not being able to adapt and it wasn't like an, an in-depth look at the dangers of taking drugs, although I'm sure that's what will happen in the next episode. Um, and there'll be some kind of like negative consequence next week, probably. But, but yeah, I just, I thought that, you know, so far, still like last week, I feel like nothing major is happening, you know, on Degrassi right now. I feel like it's nothing really controversial, nothing really that people are going to be talking about. Well, no, I definitely agree with you, Erin, because, I mean, I I feel like it's in Katie's character to kind of be like, I need to take those pills so I can make it on the team. It's kind of not like, oh, it's something I'm going to get addicted to. They kind of left the end of the episode very open-ended. So, I mean, I guess it just, I hope that they give it time to kind of evolve and kind of stay with us instead of being like a four-parter or a two-parter kind of episode. I think I agree with you guys. Yeah. It wasn't clear on whether it was an addiction storyline or just an abuse storyline. Right now, it just seems yeah, like it abuse. Either. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping that for the rest of the season and for season 12 that um, Degrassi does more emotional storylines because I feel like that's what's been lacking. And I'm not saying that I want somebody to like randomly get shot for no reason or to just like <laughs> bring in some kind of big violent storyline just for the sake of it because obviously, I mean that was kind of a problem that I had with the the Drew storyline. But, you know, I just, I kind of feel like all of the episodes so far have been pretty good. Like, I don't have anything hugely bad to say about them, but they haven't been amazing either. You know, they've just kind of been there. And it just, you know, I want Degrassi to bring out my emotions. I want Degrassi to, you know, for people to have some kind of reaction to it, for people to have strong opinions about it. And I feel like none of these storylines so far have really done that. Yeah, bring back the old season openers and closers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's kind of what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I mean, it's, it's hard with so many episodes, they stretch out storylines more, which is both good and bad, I think. Mm-hmm. I thought it was funny that a lot of people were um, talking on Twitter about how Katie kept swallowing the pills without water. Oh, I saw And how weird yeah. that was. 
<laughs> like it was like a Mentos or something. Like <laughs> I couldn't do but that. Yeah, I wonder if it actually was, and that's what they were using for yeah. like, filming or something. I don't know. Seems like everybody on that show just swallows pills dry. <laughs> like, and it's not even something that you can be like, oh, it's a Canadian thing because it's totally not. Like, I could not swallow a pill without water. Like, it's just weird. Yeah, I hate swallowing pills with water. So. Exactly. Like, you know, it's hard to just swallow them with water. So, I mean, like, without... Especially if they're, like, huge pills. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, okay, so the second plot of this episode was um, the Jenna storyline. And, obviously, we got a little scene with Jenna and Jake towards the end there. And also a scene at the beginning with Jenna and Casey as well. So, um, what are your, what are your thoughts on, on Jenna this week? Ugh. Jenna. <laughs> <laughs> She's becoming more likable. <laughs> she, I mean, I can't even say that. I can't, I, I can't even say is. that with, with jurisdiction because, I mean, I don't know if it's just, I, I've hated her since she's been on the show. I mean, I think that's a very common fact um, to everybody that I just haven't liked her. So, any type of storyline that she, because I'm so scarred from, from all of her previous storylines and stuff, anything anything else is just going to be extremely hard for me to, to, to justify, you know, a likable storyline or a likable character. So, and the fact that she's getting paired with Jake now just kind of really throws me off. And But they like know. flannel and chicken. I cannot see it. <laughs> <laughs> they like flannel, like chicken. They're like, I mean, I guess in, in a sense they are kind of perfect for each other because they're like these hick people, I guess. I mean, I don't know if Jenna's really a hick, but... I just, I, I can't. I can't with Jenna. Next. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I kind of just want them to have uh, Casey and Jenna to have more scenes together to kind of deal with, I guess, the aftermath of them, you know, giving up baby Tyson and stuff like that. Um, as for Jake and uh, Jenna, Janaik, Jen, uh, whatever the name is, <laughs> whatever we've decided the, the ship name to be. Um, I don't know. I kind of liked the scene that they had together, but I think if this storyline and this relationship kind of evolves, I'm not gonna like it at all. So, yeah. See, I'm a, I'm with Bianca. I've never liked Jenna ever. Like every time she's <laughs> done something, it's she's. She is equivalent of Marisol to me, only not as bitchy. So yes, I agree. I just I don't like Jenna, <laughs> like and when she I don't like the singing storyline of Jenna. So it's really hard for me to not instantly want to like tear it down. But in this one, I I actually did kind of like like her plot. I love the Casey scene. I thought it was really sad and cute that he would bring the stuff from Tyson. Because, you know, it, it shows that Casey's not moving on from it. Even the comment of saying, like, everything used to be so scheduled and now I don't know what to do with myself. I think that's along the lines of what he said. You know, it it really was a nice throwback to Tyson and showing that they're not just jumping onto the next storyline with those two. But I don't want to see Casey and Jenna back together so I'm kind of really excited for the possibility of Jenna and Jake even though I hate Jenna I think those two kind of might might be good because they are similar and I'd love to see more of the like sarcastic side of Justin Kelly get to be played better I think Jenna and him have had good chemistry for their first show 
Yeah, I'm happy that they're not just forgetting the Tyson storyline and pretending that it never happened. And I did enjoy Jenna and Casey at the beginning of the episode, like their kind of first moments of their scene. But then, to be honest, I thought that Casey giving her all that stuff was just really cruel. Like, he was being so passive-aggressive about it. And, like, of course I love Casey. He's one of my favorite characters, despite everything. And Sam is, like, one of my favorite people ever. But... Casey had to know that that would upset her. He, to me, it seemed like he was like rubbing it in her face and making her feel guilty, despite the fact that he has absolutely no idea what she went through taking care of a baby completely by herself because he was never around. So I just, you know, to me, like I said, I think he was being very passive-aggressive and, and just doing it because he knew that it would upset her, and it did. But what it, cause Casey kind of seems like emotionally retarded in some way. Yeah, like, <laughs> I agree. Not to be mean about it, but if you think about one of the last scenes we saw with him before, where after everything that happened with Tyson and everything with Marisol, he still thought they could get back together. So it's like his romantic emotional IQ is in the basement, you know? For for such a smart kid, he's so not, so not smart. And I, <laughs> I feel like for Casey that it could go either way. It could have been malicious. We'll have to see it in the next episode. But I think it was more so, like, him just not realizing like, what he's doing. Yeah, Chrissy, I definitely agree. Um, you know, I mean, Casey, for me, has kind of, you know, decreased my like my likability for him. But I don't think that when he gave that stuff to... Um, to Jenna that, that it was in any malicious sense. I honestly just think that he doesn't know how to deal with it. You know, he has this stuff, you know, I'm assuming he's probably very upset at the fact that he lost his son and doesn't probably want it in the house and was just like, what do I do with it? Just give it back to Jenna. And like Chris said, he's kind of emotionally retarded. So I don't think it was malicious in any way. Um, I don't think he can be when it it's in terms of his baby. He kind of, like, surprised her with it, though. I don't know, I just... I got the sense from from that scene, and maybe it was just the way that, like, it was acted or something, but I got the sense that he wanted to make her feel guilty. Like, he's still angry with her and just wanted to make her feel bad and and show her and be like, look at all the things you're missing kind of thing. Um, I can see where you're coming from. That was from. just the impression I got. I guess we all kind of interpreted the scene in different ways. But. Well, if we look yeah. at it from Jenna's perspective, I think you got it probably on her perspective, Erin, and I think Bianca and I are looking at it from, like, Casey's perspective. Yeah, I definitely agree with uh, you, Bianca and Chrissy. I think it was kind of like he had this stuff there and he didn't want to deal, not that he didn't want to deal with it, but it was kind of hurting him having it there and being faced with it, so he just gave it to Jenna because he kind of thought that maybe, you know, she would be able to deal with it better than he would having all of this stuff there. Or he could just, like, put it away or something, give it to his mom. (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe he just thought it. Like, all she did was ask for the notebook, and he was like, oh, here's a bunch of sad pictures, too. (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe to Maybe they were doubles. (laughs) Yeah, maybe he's like, this stuff still means something to me, so I think it means something to her. Yes, that's kind of... I think that he was being like that, but I don't think he was doing it in a kind of nice way. That's... Anyways, (laughs) Anyways, <laughs> I don't know. So we have Team Casey and Team Jenna on the tie situation between us. <laughs> yeah, well, see, I, usually I am Team Casey, to, well, to an extent. I mean, 
is Casey. I agree that Casey's done like a lot of really stupid things. I agree that Jen has kind of done a lot of stupid things, but I still kind of like them. <laughs> Despite <laughs> that. Um, I think that they're interesting characters, and I loved their storyline in the first half. Um, Do we like the Ali Jetta friendship? Is she living at Ali's house right now? Yeah, she's still Okay, alright, that's what I yeah. thought. Okay. I just thought it was so weird how Jenna's, like, making a huge deal out of the whole, like, notebook going back on it, and, like, Allie's just, like, go and ask him. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was just, like, a weird way for the writers to get Jenna and Casey to have a conversation. Yeah. Again. Like, I felt like they needed to bring Jenna and Casey together, so they were like, I know, she left something at his house. Three months, <laughs> like, three months ago. And that's ago. the only thing that they could come yeah. up with. <laughs> but I thought it was funny how it was, like, three months ago, yet the whole book was, like, her life. And she's yeah. like, wait, <laughs> <couple laughs> and she only just remembered it. now that she wanted it back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh-oh. I don't know. Maybe she's just finally realized she wants to write music again. I don't know. I'm, I'm not like you guys. I'm not really a big fan of the Jenna as a musician storyline. Oh, I'm not I've either. Never really been mm. a fan of any of the Jurassic characters as a famous musicians storylines. Um, so yeah, I don't know. To me, it just seemed like they just needed a reason for Jenna and Casey to talk again. Yeah. I'm going to say I prefer Allie and Jenna to Allie and Claire. Yeah, Really? Yes. Ooh. Why is that? That's interesting. I don't know. I, it just, in like all the little things we've seen with Allie and Jenna, they seem like more equal friends. You know, Allie's more supportive, I guess, of Jenna than I've seen with Claire. Like, she's more relaxed with Jenna. I definitely agree that, um... Allie, Allie and Jenna are more alike than Allie and Claire, but that's why Allie and Claire are such good friends, because they're just so different from each other. I think that Allie and Jenna have a unique relationship because um, both of them have made a lot of mistakes, and they they aren't judgmental, judgmental of each other, and I think they kind of understand each other a lot. Um, but yeah, I, I think I still prefer Allie and Claire. I don't know. They both have They're different relationships. <laughs> <laughs> I just noticed I like Allie and Jenna around each other more than I've liked either of them in past seasons. Probably because Allie and Claire always get in a fight. That's probably it. Like, yeah, and Jenna and Allie are kind of just like, well, we're just friends in random scenes when we have to be, so. <laughs> <laughs> Their scene was cute in this episode. Yeah, too. yeah. The whole, like, tail wagging thing. I don't know where <laughs> the writers came up with that one. But that was, it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> I wish he would have said good game just because that would have been hilarious. <laughs> good game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would have been good. So the third storyline in the episode was another Niners storyline, just like last week, and this one mostly focused on Tristan. Um, so a lot of, you know, I think that all the Degrassi fans were really excited for the first Tristan and Owen scene, and uh, Tristan is definitely a new character that has a lot of um, excitement around him. So, uh, what did you guys think of his first storyline? So, one, love Tristan. Yes. I don't <laughs> think any. I don't think any woman could not really enjoy. Like, I mean, uh, I'm trying to make sense here. I don't think any girl wouldn't like a very flamboyant gay character. They're just so. We just automatically like them to start. I mean, you don't even, they don't have to say three words, and we just like them, you know, to begin with. Um, so Tristan, 
who I think is very different from any of the gay characters that we've had before in the past. I think it's going to be so great. And then throw on Owen being his brother who's had homophobic issues in the past. I mean, that's just going to be mind-blowing. And I can't wait. Yeah, I definitely can't. I can't wait either. I really love his character, and I just want to, like, I want to have a show based on him, too, because, like, I don't know, I just thought it was such a cute, well, not a cute scene, but I just thought it was a funny scene with, like, Owen and Tristan, and he's like, pick up a weight, and he goes to pick up the big weight, (laughs) and he can't do it, so he just goes and, like, picks up the small weight, and he's, like, half-assing it through the whole conversation. I just thought that was, like, a cute little question, and he's like, well, Mom says... Um, but yeah, no, I'm really excited to kind of see Owen and Tristan interact and kind of maybe see Owen open up a little bit more, but who knows what's going to happen with that. Yeah, I really like Owen and Tristan. I've been excited for this ever since we found out they were brothers. Owen, I know, Owen's like one of those secondary characters, but I really like Owen, even when he's been a total ass, I still like Owen. And I'm I'm loving the fact that they gave him Tristan as a brother. And I agree. I would love to see, like, the McGillan home and go in there and see their other brothers that supposedly they have. But that was cute, the whole weight thing. And I love the fact that Bone was like, yeah, we're Toad's BFFs. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> Are Tristan and Owen's stepbrothers or biological brothers? Do we know that I yet? Think um, yeah, because they look nothing alike. <laughs> that was the only <laughs> thing that was distracting to me. I was like, they do not look like brothers. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, Daniel Kelly and Ricardo totally look like they could be brothers. I thought they yeah, were going to be sure. Tristan and Owen at, at first when we heard about them. I have no clue. I, I mean, I would assume biological since they haven't really said anything. I feel like that would be they like both a, have the same last name. So. Yeah, I would feel like that would be like a plot kind of point that we, they would mention, but who knows? Yeah. So, do you guys think that this means that, like Owen's homophobic ways of the past were just him trying to kind of like conform with what everybody else was doing, or has he like kind of changed his mind now? that he his brother is Tristan I just it seems like they had like that underlying you know where that he's like well go do what normal people do I mean not normal straight people I mean normal people I think that was their way of like hinting at that Owen's been working on that at home without actually doing a a visual backstory of it uh, yeah, definitely, and I think that, you know, Owen was at high school, and Tristan obviously was in elementary school, so he didn't really have Tristan there to kind of, I guess, be sensitive to, so, you know, he's at school, and he can, you know, act the way he wants to act, and, you know, not be okay with, you know, Owen, I mean, Owen, Tristan being gay and everything like that, but, I mean, I guess now he kind of has to face it and, you know, maybe break down the shell a little bit. I think Owen still definitely has issues to deal with. Um, I mean, just by judging this episode, I mean, it looks like he's very uncomfortable with the fact that he, that his brother is at the school and is openly gay. I mean, just by judging, like, you know, with his friend, like, do you know him? And he's like, I don't know this niner. Like, no. Like, um, I think that's something that they're going to tackle at for sure. I mean, I just don't think it's, 
being worked on in the back burner that we don't know about. You know, I think it's going to come full full force, um, and it's something that he has to deal with. Yeah, I was wondering with that that scene when, um, well, like you said, Owen's like, oh, I don't know who this Niner is. Um, was that Owen doing that because Tristan is gay, or was that just Owen doing that because, like, this is his awkward little brother who he doesn't want hanging around with his friends kind I of I wondered thing. that, too. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure what direction they're going to take the storyline. You know, maybe Owen and Tristan have a great relationship and Owen was just putting on an act in the previous seasons at school. Or maybe, like you said, Bianca, he does actually have some serious issues with it. And there's a lot that the writers could do with that. And the best line in the episode, though, was when Tristan said, you're either a rational person who likes Adele or you're a moron. That was I'll... <laughs> <laughs> I love him. There's, I don't know if anyone watches Survivor, but there's a character on Survivor that's exactly like Tristan who just has these like one-liners, like these gay funny one-liners that are hilarious and then you just un- instantly love them. And it's just a character like that on Degrassi I think is so needed because um, I think there's just too much serious going on right now. It's very um. unique for, for Degrassi to have a gay character and not have to do this whole, like, coming out storyline with them, which they've right. done for pretty much every gay character so far. Yeah. Like, Tristan is already out, so he's not, like, going to have that as a storyline, really. And I think that'll be interesting to see. Like you said, he is really unique for, for the show and for yep. television in general, actually. Yeah, definitely. I think he's, like, that one character that, like, once you see him, you're like, I want him to be my best friend. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> I also think him and Tori are really cute together. Like, we didn't get the best sense of Tori last episode because she seemed very manipulative. But in this one, we got to see her be cute with her best friend. And I love that. I also love the, the little fan shout-out to Degrassi Experience with them. Yeah, that was so awesome. I loved that as well. I had to watch that part twice because I got so excited for... Taylor and Alex that I stopped watching so that way I could tweet oh, them really? about it because I knew they weren't watching. That's funny. God, yeah. What did you guys think of the whole uh, situation with Tristan being all like to Tori, like, oh, like, Zig was calling you fat and all that kind of stuff. I just thought that was, like, not, not funny, but I feel like it was just something that, you know, like, Tristan would do. I think it was awesome. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't the best thing to do, but no. it was pretty funny. I liked it. Yeah, it's very realistic. Like, I know that I've had friends that I totally have hated when they start dating someone because they get all wrapped up in that. And I, I think a lot of people like sabotage their friends in that way. But I loved how cute it was that he coughed up to it right away. And he's like, "Let's be in the coffee house together." <laughs> Yeah, I think that it's it's never fun hanging out with your friend and her boyfriend, in my experience at least. Like, I remember when my best friend started dating somebody, and she, I mean, she was still, like, nice to me, but she'd always kind of, like, invite me to hang out with him and her, and I was always the third wheel, and I guess that's kind of how Tristan probably feels. Like, it's just, it's it's not the greatest, in my experience at least. Yeah, especially in grade 9. So I kind of felt bad for him, even though he didn't go about it the best way. Yeah. And it's like the grade 9 romance, too, so it's like the all, like, emotional and, you know, Oh, yeah, they definitely come across as 14. Yeah. (laughs) 
And then he also had like his serial killer note, you know, with the cut of letters <laughs> <laughs> and his trench coat and hat. That was cute. That was really him. cute. I just love those little details that they that they throw in there to make it funny. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and it was so cute. So Degrassi has also been putting out these um, power play webisodes each week. And actually, this is a funny story. Um, when we were at Much Music last week, um, we were talking about the power play minis, and uh, somebody mentioned like how Teen Nick was airing them on TV, and I was like, "Oh, that's so dumb! Like, why would you air a webisode on TV?" Right? <laughs> and then, oh, like, yeah. t- like ten minutes later, the mini comes on Much Music and they're <laughs> on TV anyway. So it's like. Kind of feeling like an idiot. Um, no, don't worry. Everybody else was saying it was stupid too. So we're like, yeah. oh, what are the minis? And like, it was played during the commercial and it was muted. We're like, isn't that the, like, isn't that the mini? mini? And <laughs> we was like, turn off the volume. Yeah, we're all like dissing Teen Nick for doing it, and then Much Music did the same thing. So. That's hilarious. And you said it in Much Music, like building. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, so let's talk about the webisodes because we haven't um, really mentioned them so far. Um, how do you guys think that these little mini webisodes have compared to previous minis that Degrassi's done? I, I like them. I like how it's a continuous story. Um, like you have to f- watch next week's webisode to, you know, get to the conclusion of the story. Um, and I love the fact that Lauren Collins is back, at least for a brief while. Yeah, she should just be cast as a regular, become a teacher or something like that. She needs that, to be the, the Power Squad coach. Yeah, Power Squad coach, definitely. And then she could rename it Spirit Squad. And yeah. then... <laughs> yeah, the problem with doing stuff like that, though, is I always wonder, like, for the alumni cast, you know, do they really want to stay with Degrassi forever? Like, do they really yeah. want to be known for a teen drama their whole life? And a lot of them will, like, like Degrassi is what they will always be known for. And even though some of them move on to, to better things, but, um, you know, I don't know if they, I mean, I think that if Lauren like wanted to do that, then that would be awesome. But I know there was talk of like Adamo coming on as a teacher once and then it just oh, never yeah. happened. Yeah. Remember? Cause there was that episode where he was like a student teacher, a little subplot. Yeah. And I think Adamo and Lauren, obviously we don't know them personally, but the way that they portray themselves with Degrassi, I think they really love it, and I think they support it still, even though they're not on it, and I think those are two of the cast members you'd probably see willing to do something if it was in their schedule. Yeah, definitely. I mean, even look at Pat, oh god, I can't pronounce his last name. Mastriani. Mastriani. Well, anyways, he was on the show for a really long time, and I mean, he was still you know, on it for the next generation and everything like that. I don't know if it was, you know, he was just doing it for the money or whatever. But... (laughs) uh, Possible. (laughs) And maybe that's why he got fired, if he did actually get fired. But, um, yeah, I mean, he did it for, like, you know, a really long time. And I don't think that he was ever, like, you know, oh, like, I'm I'm still known for this. So who knows? I think he was kind of towards the end, though. I mean, I guess we don't really know why he left the show. I mean, there's been rumors. And it was so permanent. Like, there's no, like, nobody ever says, oh, maybe he'll come back one day kind of thing, right? Like, there's none of that. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So I really, I don't know, like, if he was fired or if he 
had some kind of falling out with him, or if he just decided that he didn't want to do it anymore. Yeah. Um, it's kind of it's kind of one of the great mysteries in the Degrassi. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like the major reason but, um, they didn't bring uh, Alexis Steele back as Angela, because they didn't want to bring her back without Joey. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, so that screw was the him for doing that, it. but because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I want people back. like Stefan. <laughs> yeah, like Stefan, who's been on the show his whole life, and he's still there, and he still loves doing it. And you know, I mean, he's pretty much aware that like Degrassi is what he'll be remembered for, but he kind of sees that as like a point of pride, I think. You know, and yeah, exactly. And he's doing like a lot of things too, right? He's like producing and directing. So I mean, it's kind of become his whole. I guess career now is like Degrassi everything. What's that kind of? Yeah, I can just I can understand why some of them don't want to get boxed in by Degrassi. I kind of yeah, bring this back to the webisodes though because I missed those first ones that we got, and he was the one that did most of those. And I thought they were very unique and something we didn't get to see. And I loved the fact that they were kind of in their own little universe, so they had ways to bend the rules of storylines. But I'll be honest, I have not really enjoyed any minis other than the Halloween ones. I think, like this one, I feel like the plot is just recycled, kind of from Allie's Big D dance crew, in a similar fashion. I don't love the forced advertising, because the characters aren't talking like themselves. Product placement, yeah. Well, they're not talking like themselves, or, I mean... Because they're trying to fit in the box of the whole playtex sport and like active for females, and they're not talking like teenagers. They're talking like a product placement ad, and even the guys have sounded like that. And it's awkward. But I, I, I will support any reason to bring Lauren Collins back. <laughs> yeah, I was like so excited to see. Even though when I, I knew that she was going to be in it, even when she, just when she first appeared, I was like, oh my god, Paige. But. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I don't like how they um, are aired on TV while the episode is on. Like, I kind of feel like, you know, when I'm watching them, I'm just like, okay, get back to the episode. Like, it's like a commercial kind of. Um, I think that the minis would be better if they were kind of released, like, midweek online so we could enjoy them on their own instead of kind of putting them in the episode and then they just kind of get lost in the shuffle, I think. Yeah, definitely. Um, and the product placement is just, like, so there. Like, I just remember watching the first one, and then you, like, they pan to, like, the tampon dispenser, and there's, like, a huge Playtex sport advertisement on it. And I'm like, is that really going to work? Like, is somebody really going to run out and buy those tampons? Like, I understand they do it for, you know, like, the funding and stuff like that, but it's just, it's, it's, I find it distracting. And more so, like, that was very distracting, but the dialogue is so set to that commercial. Yeah, and definitely. Then also we have the issue of Sav and Paige, which is totally unrealistic. Oh my god, no. That, that really yeah, that was weird. I didn't even understand what she was talking about. Me either. What like was up with that? I was, like, confused, and then I got it, and I was like, They make Ew. it sound like her <laughs> I, and I Sav, don't like, get it. slept together, and Degrassi goes... Hollywood, which wouldn't make sense with any of the following storylines, and I know we're supposed to pretend it's an alternate reality, but I hated that part. Sav and Paige, no. Can't do it. Yeah, no. That's <laughs> like happening. the Spema thing. You pretend it didn't happen. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's a, that's a good thing, is that it's just a webisode, so 
not real. I mean, Degrassi goes Hollywood, basically, isn't even real, too. That's, like, an alternate oh, universe in itself, right? Yeah. So, yep. I mean, it doesn't, like, really bother me all that much, but, yeah, when I was watching, I was like, I don't understand why you would do that. <laughs> I cringe. I'm like, no, it's so wrong. Don't uh, do that. Yeah. Yeah, basically, I just kind of was like, no, no, that didn't happen. No. Mm. <laughs> like, like, it yeah. did it, right? Like, cause yeah. I'm, like, second-guessing myself and thinking that it did, and I'm like, wait. It, I mean, like, can we confirm for, like, me and everybody that Seven Page never happened, right? No. I don't okay. think so. I mean, I only watched Degrassi Goes Hollywood once because I didn't like it. But <laughs> <laughs> from what I remember, no. No, I don't think they no, really I talked. Think, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think no. they really talked, so. I literally was second-guessing myself and, like, trying to backtrack through, like, old plots. Like, wait, did they get together here? No. And I'm like, I was so confused. I, It was so weird. I'm just glad that it was a mini because, like, with the Spinner and Emma kind of thing, it was kind of like going back being like, when were they ever, like, flirting with each other or, like, yeah. you know, the whole binder thing? You just, like, remember that when I held up my binder? Well, that was because of you. And I was just like, oh, my God. Because <laughs> they wouldn't even be in the same class <laughs> together. Yeah, exactly. Emma so would not know like... about Spinner's binder boner shield, okay? Yeah, you would not know about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I'm just glad that it didn't actually happen. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I feel like I could do a whole podcast on why I dislike Spinner and Emma and their wedding oh, or God. lack thereof. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's for another podcast, I think. I do. I am excited, though, to see Paige versus Marisol. Yeah, actually, that'll be interesting. I just want her to make her cry, okay? It'd probably be really funny. Yeah, I'll I'll me too. Paige I want to make Marisol, make like, she needs to get beat up. <laughs> Why can't Katie break her nose? Yeah. Why didn't she try it for the soccer team? <laughs> now, with that, that reminds me, um, Matt uh, Heather, I can never say his last name right. Oh, yeah, the yes, writer? He wrote Huther? This Is it Heather? I think it's Heather. Okay. And I don't know. He wrote this episode, Meek. and he, on, on Twitter, said that it was going to be fun, and fun equals... Angsty, badass, and sad. So I wanted to know if you guys think he accomplished his his version of fun. Wait, what were the three things? Angsty, badass, and sad. <laughs> Maybe after part two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Angsty, badass, and sad. I, I guess it was kind of badass because she, like made a girl bleed. <laughs> she broke her nose and made her wear a scary face Broke her face nose, mask. yeah. Um, so in that sense, angsty? A little bit. Yeah. Sad? Yeah. No. It wasn't no. sad, but I think that's next week, so. I think it was very badass with the, the nose broken, but also the action sequence, because that was kind of fun to watch, the whole soccer scene. Actually, the multiple soccer scenes. I like that. Although I was really hoping that Katie would, like, hit Drew. With the soccer ball. That would have been really funny. And then, I I think the sadness was like the Jenna and Casey moment. And then angsty. I think Tristan was very angsty, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, he was, actually. <laughs> but I enjoyed it overall. Yeah, what do you guys think of the promo for next week? With the T-Nick promos out. Oh, God, I haven't watched that. Okay. What happens? <laughs> <laughs> what happens during this promo? 
wait, hold on. I watched it like just before we recorded, and I don't remember. Hold on a second. I mean, it's yeah, just... it doesn't. The Teenic promos don't really like show very much anymore. No, did they air? Yeah, which is good. <laughs> yeah, actually, <laughs> we should be we should be thanking them. Yeah, because you know, did much music air one? It's not online yet, okay. but they aired one after the episode. Okay, because I watched it online. Yeah. I'm all for Teen Nick not having detailed promos, considering we knew Adam was shot, and we knew so like so many plot points in this whole promo, like the moment you've all been waiting for with Eli and Claire. I, I hate that promo because if if it's true, that's the moment that like those fans have been waiting for. Do we really want to know, and why would anyone get invested in, like, Eli and Imogen or anything? Like, the people who want to be invested, I feel bad for them. Yeah, it's going to be good to go into next week and, and not really have much in terms of expectations or anything. Yeah, so the, the only thing we see on the on the Teenic promo is, is that Katie gets hurt more, which is anticipated. Just from part one. I'm wondering if she tears her ACL and is going to be done with soccer. If so, can you imagine the downfall spiral she'd go into? Yeah, that'd be a very interesting plot. Or, like, maybe she ends up in a wheelchair, she ends up in, like, crutches, or she can't walk, or she has trouble walking. Or yeah, that would be a pretty big things. negative consequence for the for the prescription drug story. Yeah. Don't take prescription drugs or you're Unless you have to. Your career will be over. <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, I think... I could see them doing something like I, that. I kind of hope that she gets hurt worse, just because it would be an interesting fallout. Although, then again, Anya kind of had that last year with the cocaine. She had kind of a spiral down where she didn't know where her life was going, so maybe that would be kind of repeating it a little bit. Yeah, I think I want Katie to have, like, a huge kind of consequence, though. Like, I want her to, like, not be able to walk properly or something. Like, I know that's bad, but, I mean, it'd be a good storyline. Something major to happen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. She could end up like Jimmy, except not being shot, just... (laughs) Not being shot. Yeah, don't shoot anybody. (laughs) In those crutches things, I don't know what they're called, but those things. Yeah. (laughs) Alright, so lastly, I just wanted to mention that um, this is our 20th episode of Degrassi Talks. Yay! Which is, yeah, it's crazy. I can't believe we recorded 20 of these. Holy I don't know. Crap. We That's like, I guess a little less than 20 hours of us talking about Degrassi. A little bit disturbing. Almost <laughs> <laughs> an entire day. Yeah, yeah exactly. that's true. <laughs> well, I can't think of a better way to spend my time about Degrassi with you guys. So, yeah. thanks Aww. for 20 episodes, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for two episodes. Yes, <laughs> my two hours of contribution is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure there will be many more, so. <laughs> yeah. Alright, so if you guys want to um, contact us, leave us any comments about what we said on this podcast. We'll probably read some of your comments next week if we have time. Um, you can send us an email, DegrassiTalks at gmail.com, or you can tweet any one of us because we're always on Twitter. So um, thanks for listening this week. Thanks for being with us for 20 episodes. And we'll be back next week with part two of this storyline. Bye, everybody. Bye. Be easy on yourself till then. Every day in 50 million ways. I like to play with each cell of your brain. I call and say, yo, hello, ho.